Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. My guest today is Luis Scott. Luis is a highly respected attorney and consultant with over 20 years of experience in the legal industry. As the owner of Bader Scott Injury Lawyers and eight-figure firm consulting, Luis specializes in helping legal professionals optimize and grow their practices. As a former managing partner in a law with almost 200 employees, Luis understands the challenges that legal professionals face when it comes to growing their practices. He will be sharing his insights and strategies for optimizing your legal practice and achieve long-term success along the way. This is going to be a really great discussion today. I'm really excited to have you. Luis, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun episode. I don't get to talk to many attorneys. Okay. Right? So I'm <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. So I, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Oh man. What a great question. Cause that's what I used to ask when I did interviews, I would always ask people what, what makes you amazing. So what a great lead off. So I am originally from Puerto Rico. I uh, played baseball at the university of West Georgia, then went to law school. Uh, when my, my desired professional career fell apart, obviously through, through injuries, I just never made it to the pros, but I went into the legal field always knowing that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, always knowing that I wanted to own a law firm and operate a law firm. And so I got into the first type of law that I ever, that I ever went into, which was personal injury and workers comp. And I worked at my first firm for about 14 and a half, 15 years, and then left there, started a firm and then joined my firm with my current business partner. And so that was kind of the history of me getting into uh, law business ownership. So what's interesting is that you also do a lot of consulting and helping other attorneys ramp up their practices. Tell us a little bit about that because I, you know, like uh, uh, that's something that is intensely interesting for me. And I'll tell you why after you give your, your explanation. Yeah. So I have a heart of a teacher and uh, I remember thinking about teaching, going into the teaching profession and I'm also highly ambitious financially. And when I realized that teacher salaries just didn't cut it because I, I wanted to transition from being an athlete to being a, a teacher coach. And I, I saw the, the salaries and I was like, this is not going to be my thing, but I kept that, that dream of being a teacher. And so when our law firm got to the point where it ran independently and it, and we had great leaders and, and, and a great team, I said, well, why don't I just teach what I've learned over the last 20 years. And I wrote a couple of books and those books set the foundation for the business that we now call eight figure firm consulting. And I'm fortunate enough in the last two and a half years where we've worked with about 90 law firms representing $250 million in revenue per year around the country. And so that came out of this passion for teaching and being able to share and create kind of like this light bulb going off in the heads of people as we shared the information on how to scale their business. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I got to share with you something a little bit personal. My mom got into an auto accident a couple months ago. Right. And it was work related. So, of course, what do you do in South Florida? You call a personal injury attorney. Right. Right. And we were working, you know, friends and family trying to get some uh, referrals. We did a couple of Google searches. And since I'm the details guy, right, I went and I found like eight to 10 of them. And I, you know, I signed up to, hey, this is what happened. Can you give me a call? Do you know how, take a guess on how many people actually got back to me? Um, If if I had to guess, probably like two, maybe, or three. Three out of the, three out of the 10 got back to me. You know, the thing that was going through my head as a digital marketer is it was a huge WTF moment. Like, oh yeah, what the F is wrong with you? Like, especially (laughs) if you're, you know, you put yourself through eight years of law school, you know, you set up shop, you hang your shingle. And I know that this type of work, you know, there are big payouts, but you also have to answer your leads. I mean, this is basic stuff. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I was surprised at the number of law firms that did not even bother to get back to me. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a lot of law firms that have the philosophy that if they really want to work with me, they'll call back or they'll get back in touch with me. And that's why our firm has been so successful is because we're not just great in the representation. We're not great at delivering great legal service. We're also great at the customer service aspect of it, which is probably 90% of it all. I always say that that law is really customer service. And so the better you are on the front end, the easier it becomes on the back end. And so many firms don't understand how important that pre-engagement glide path is to getting people in the business. You know, just to dog this point just a little bit more, this should have been an open and shut case for, for just about mm. any mid-range attorney, right? Right, right. And it, I, I think just the basic lack of business skills, you know, that, mm. I noticed it, that I noticed coming out of these eight that didn't respond to me. It just totally blew me away. It makes me almost want to like, you know, something, maybe I should just target personal injury attorneys <laughs> because it's like in, term, in the lead gen space, it's already a crowded market, but my right. God, there's still so much room for growth because all these people really need a lot of help. So, yeah, well, law firms are late adopters to, to basically everything, whether it's technology processes, leadership, they tend to be like the last ones to adopt anything. I mean, I've seen businesses that are much smaller, significantly smaller, that are being run operationally much better than a law firm. So it's it's a really strange phenomena to see firms that could be doing two, three, four, $10 million in revenue and not even have established policies and procedures or leadership. And it's just, we're, we're late adopters to everything. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. So Louise, I want to segue into our one big tip over here, right? And mm-hmm. basically what this comes down to is the mindset of what it takes for an attorney or, or for any entrepreneur, you know, let's take it, yes. you know, any educated entrepreneur in a, you know, that is providing mm-hmm. a local service, right? Which is basically what you guys are doing as well. Right. You know, it really does take a lot of discipline. It really does yes. take a lot of, you know, you have to th- think through to your offer. You have to think about the avatar, the people who you are called to serve. And it's, Mm -hmm. and I think in particular with injury attorneys, it's pretty broad. Well, we'll represent anyone who was injured, right? (laughs) Right. But the truth of the matter is, no, you can niche down on that. You can niche down on that again, you know, just to really hone in. And those are some of the things you really should be doing anyways. It's not just, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're big enough to pay for those big billboards at 995, (laughs) <laughs> you know, more power to you. Right. But yeah. you know, not all of them are so blessed. So let's talk a little bit about what's needed to make that transformation because you know, like you go to law school, you know, you mm-hmm. get you, you know, you pass the bar and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to set up my shingle. What's next. 
Yeah. I mean, the thing is that the transformation between being a, a lawyer to a law firm owner is the mindset of an entrepreneur. And the mindset of an entrepreneur is someone who's willing, this is a cliche, or I've, I've heard this before, someone who's willing to work 80 hours to avoid working 40 hours. And I think that that's the mindset of, of entrepreneurship. We glamorize entrepreneurship on social media. I see this all the time. On Instagram, people are just vacationing. You know, you can make all this money without having to do a lot of work. But the fact of the matter is that True entrepreneurship or the majority of entrepreneurship requires a tremendous amount of discipline and amount of work. And there's a phrase that we have in our consulting business that the speed of growth is tied to the speed of implementation. So the more that you do, whether you implement more uh, marketing, more sales, uh, you in implement better customer service, you implement better production, the faster your business is going to grow and, and the more healthy your organization is going to be. And so the transition point is how do I go from being a great lawyer to being a great owner, to being someone who is trying to create and develop a system, whether this is a law firm or any kind of business, how do I transition from being the, the person who is delivering the service or the product to the person who is organizing people to deliver the service and the product? And that's the great separator between a small business and a big business. So how does that work out then in practice, right? How do you instill these values, instill these, the series of actions that you need to take in order to implement, right? You know, it's one thing for you to get your subscription to LexisNexis and have all that stuff, uh, you right. know, taken care of. But really what we're talking about here is how to grow the business. And yes. as an owner, partner, your main job is to bring in that revenue. Whoever's going to do the production, the discovery, what you guys call it, you know, all that, all mm. that stuff that happens behind the scenes. Well, that's what you pay junior lawyers for. Right. right? But when you're the owner of the shop and it's your name on that lease and mm. you have that view, you know, of all the downtown area and all that, how do you get people to sort of make that shift that, Hey, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. We really need to step up and increase our skills for implementing and getting things done. I think that there's three primary ways that people learn new skills and, and develop new ways of thinking and perspective. One is mentorship, which I believe is <clears throat> critical to any success. You have to develop yourself with a mentor. Uh, no different than going to the gym. You need to have a coach. Without a coach, it's more likely that you're going to give up on that last rep. You're not going to really put in the work. So I think having a mentor is really important. And one of the one of the things that I tell people is that it's hard to find a mentor because mentors tend to be very successful and they don't really have a lot of time to mentor people. You know, I've been asked, to, to be people's mentors in the past. So somebody will come up to me, a young person, hey, do you mind being my mentor? And I would love to do it. I would love to do it, but I'm so busy. It's really hard to, to mentor people. So one of the things that I, I tell people is find mentorship by reading books of people who have been, been successful. Uh, go to go get a book on a successful person in your industry and learn what they did and, and get mentorship through, through that um, method. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is listening to things. I, I mean, I go on, on, on YouTube, I go online. I try to watch every single thing I can about business, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales. I may not be good at everything, but I want to learn about everything because that's going to help me enhance my ability. And then the last thing is reading for skill development, which is not just learning about what other people did to, to grow their business, but learning how to be a better leader, how to be a better, better manager, how to be a better coworker, how to be a better, you know, uh, colleague and, and, and manager of time and people and, and skills that you don't know. And if you do those three things, you're going to find yourself growing. And I love John Maxwell. He talks about the law of the lid. Your organization is only going to grow to the level of your ability. And so if you're the top leader and you don't grow yourself, your organization is going to get stuck. And so my recommendation is you find a way to develop yourself personally and professionally. And then what will happen naturally is that the tide will rise you and your business uh, will grow from there.
Amazing. That is such great advice. Thank you for sharing that. But, uh, you know, sometimes what happens is that when, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, there may be some budget constraints. There may yes. also be some, uh, you know, we mentioned some of the mindset constraints that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say is the like the linchpin, the thing that really gets people to make that switch and then be able to, you know, launch in this <laughs> new direction? Like, do you ever find that it's like the one thing that just makes them go click and then it yeah. happens? Yeah, I think hitting rock bottom. If you have the heart of an entrepreneur, what drives you more insane than anything is not becoming your own boss. And so the transition point from me being a lawyer to wanting to own my own firm was when I hit that rock, that that desperation rock bottom. And I think the most common thing that I find with uh, law firm owners or really just entrepreneurs in general, because I do, I, I do hang in circles of other entrepreneurs that are non-law firm owners. What I find is that they have this insatiable desire to create, this insatiable desire to control their own time. Now that may mean working 80 hours a week, because that's what many of us do. But but we have this desire where we want to dictate what we do with our time. We want to have the ability to create. And when you get to that point, if you have the heart of an entrepreneur, and not everybody has that, right? The spirit of entrepreneurship is something that is unique uh, to to a certain subset of people. And I don't believe everyone should be a business owner. I think people should find the thing that that really uh, drives them and, and creates the greatest happiness and passion for their life. But to the extent that you have the spirit of an entrepreneur, when, when you get to the point where you are no longer content not being and living in that space, that's when you're going to make the transition point. And that's what I find with, with most of the law firm owners. Amazing. So let me ask you something. After going through this uh, process with some of your other clients, bringing them through your program, I was wondering if you can give us a case study of, yeah. you know, someone who came into your wheelhouse and, you know, was really, you know, like trying to figure out, you know, like the next steps, whatever they were firing on, kept on missing. How did you help them through it and what kind of results did you bring for them? So my very first client is one of my favorite stories and one of my favorite clients. Uh, she had owned a law firm for several years and had never reached seven figures in revenue. And she was a hard worker. Uh, she was not one of those type of people that didn't like to work. There was just some some tweaks that needed to happen in the business. We started working with her the year after she did about 700000 in revenue. 12 months later, she did $2.4 million in revenue. 12 months later, she did $4.5 million in revenue. And the what we found is that a lot of entrepreneurs, they're missing one or two connection pieces that take them to the next level. So if you, if you think about growing your business from a stepping stone standpoint, it's it's not linear. Many people want their business to grow linearly. Like this year I did 100,000, next year I'm going to do 150, 200, 250, 300. You know, if you sound like you're at an auction site, 300, 350, 300, you know, right? Like that. It doesn't grow like that. What usually happens is you do 100,000 and you may stay stagnant there for two or three months as you're fixing your business. And then when it fixes, you go up to 300,000 and, that, and then that you go there for two or three months. When it fixes, you go up to a million and, and, it, and it grows differently for different people based upon the thing that they have to fix. What happens is that when you're looking at your business and you're operating it day to day, you can't see what needs to be fixed. And so you end up repeating the exact same mistake over and over. And what a coach does is they come in and they can be a third party objective a person who can say, the reason your business is not growing is because you have a leader who's toxic. The reason your business is not growing is you don't have the right systems. The reason your business is not growing is because you don't have the right marketing plan. And you can't see that when you're in the thick of it. When you're actually in the day-to-day grind, so much harder to see that. And you need someone to come from the outside to identify that. And as soon as you fix that, the business jumps to the next level. And here's the thing. As a coach, 
I have a coach. So that that's how that's how important I believe this is. Uh, you know, I love the, you know, coaches have coaches because yeah. I think it's really true. And what happens is some people even admit to having multiple coaches for multiple for multiple aspects, you know, yes. someone will have a financial coach or a mindset coach or just mm-hmm. an implementation coach, you know, just someone that will be able to go in. If you're blessed to have someone that can help you through all of that, beautiful, right? Yes. But if you recognize, you know, and that's like, you know, part of the first thing is admitting that you have a problem, right? <laughs> right. You know, once you admit that you have a problem, then, okay, now you're in the first step of trying to fix it, right? Yes. And I think that's one of the most poignant things that we can do as entrepreneurs is really recognize like, hey, I really suck at lead gen, so I better find yeah. someone who can, right? right. And, and that's really the first step. Like once you can do that, you'd be surprised on how well you can make that happen for, you know, for other people. So, and people don't do it. That's the thing is people don't recognize it. You know, I, I had a, a, a console call just recently with someone 10 years in business, same revenue basically for 10 straight years. And they didn't see the value in having a coach. And, and, and it's like, if you can't see that you've done the same revenue for 10 years and you don't know why you need a coach, like nothing on the in this plan is going to convince you uh, because the evidence is right there. Like it's, you're a lawyer and you don't even see the evidence, but it's until you're willing to see it, it's very, very hard to make the transition. And, and that phrase that when the uh, student is ready, the teacher will appear is so true in that situation. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Luis, can you let everyone know where they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you, uh, to you directly? Yeah, absolutely. So if they wanted to reach out to me directly, uh, my website is Luis, L-U-I-S, Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Jr., J-R.com. So Luis Scott, Jr.com. And if they want to learn more about a figure firm, they can reach it through there or they can go to afigurefirm.com. So in both places, uh, they can find me. Amazing. Luis, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a great conversation. I enjoy nerding out on this stuff and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.